Today is October 19th. I'm Donovan here with Drew on opening night of the NBA. And this is covered. Got a good show for you all today. We're currently recording this, watching uh, the first game of the NBA season. Uh, Milwaukee's currently uh, dog walking the Nets. Uh, so bad for us so far. Not bad for the over, but hey, it is what it is. But hey, can't can't thank you enough for listening because we do have a good show for you. Obviously, with the NBA starting, we're going to have a little basketball talk. And per usual, we will recap the football weekend and have our preliminary picks for the week. Not weekend, just for the week. But to get things started... Um, Have you ever seen an athlete um, just absolutely be as childish as Ben Simmons? I mean, he's totally the guy that, like, he's kind of like a Facebook guy where he's wrong, but he will fight to the death until he's so wrong that he's right. Like, doesn't matter what he's what he does, he just tries to piss off everybody that he possibly can. And what's crazy about it is, you know, he's got a circle with him that he's like getting help from getting advice from. So like, this might be the worst. He's an idiot, but damn the guys that he surrounds himself with are big time idiots. Yeah. I mean, you, you coach football. Have you ever had like, this is even down to the high, like I'm talking high college, High school, little league, pee wee, all of it. Like, have you ever seen any sort of athlete just act this absolute childish? Like, there is a report today that said he had his phone in his pocket during practice. Not this is the NBA. This ain't pick up. No, he had his. He's an NBA player and had his phone in his pocket. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty silly. I mean, but. If you're in his shoes, first off, you want to get paid. Second off, you want to get traded. So if they're not going to trade you, then you have to show up so they pay you. So you might as well be as big of a nuisance as you possibly can. I, like, I yeah, I don't know. It's it's a so selfish. But um, I also just don't like Ben Simmons. He's just – I've never liked him. I've never understood the hype around him. And, you know, people are always doing the, oh, who would you rather build your team around, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Like, Ben Simmons shouldn't even be that conversation, no. right? It's it's like it, 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 there's there's no comparison whatsoever, you know? Uh, so, I don't know. The Ben Simmons hype is so lame. What, what I'm pretty sure, hey, he was a, he was a Kardashian dater, right? Like, he was. And so, I'm starting to think maybe, was it Kendall or Kylie? I don't know. I think it was Kendall. I'm going to say Kendall broke up with him for being the dramatic one. Because, like, it's – and, like, this circle that's giving – he's doing the Antonio Brown thing where yeah. it's I'm going to be as big as a nuisance as I can to get out of here. Well, as far as I'm concerned, like, all these GMs, like, they're seeing it too. And it's like, do I really want to trade for a guy who's going to be like this? Like, earlier in the year um, when he said, you know, I don't want to get traded – or do want to get traded. Um, I'm not coming to training camp. Somebody asked uh, Denver Nuggets uh, higher up, like, hey, have you guys thought about trading for Ben Simmons? Maybe throwing Jamal Murray in there. Um, What's that? And the Nuggets GM, or not GM, but higher up, responded, I don't know if that's more disrespectful to the brass of the Nuggets or to Jamal himself because he's he's, it's not worth it. The drama, he... He's got a broke jump shot. He does. He Trey Young broke him. Um, he had a wide open layup in the playoffs, and Trey Young was the only one to stop him. And he ain't no Giannis, Braun. Ben Simmons could have easily dunked, and he passed it off. And so, I don't blame the Nuggets higher up for saying that. Like, I would take Kyrie. I would take the whole Ball family circus. I would take any rookie. Over Ben Simmons. I don't understand the hype either. It's unreal. He's, it's not worth it. He, he's, I, I can't have it. 
No, he he stinks. He's so bad. And like Lonzo, like he had a broken jump shot uh, when he started his career. Ben Simmons also. And like Lonzo's gotten better to where like he's a good three point shooter now. Ben Simmons can't even make free throws. So yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I've never gotten the hype either. I still don't get the hype. I don't think he's worth it, really. Send him to Shanghai. It's toxic relationship. And the best thing to do yeah. when you're in a toxic relationship is cut him and send him to Shanghai. That's everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah, and I don't know, or send him to Australia. I mean, he's from Australia. Sure, go go make your own league, um, and then maybe when you're not acting like a four year old. Uh, then you can come back to the big boy league because I just don't get it. Um, and the Sixers play tomorrow night. I highly doubt he's going to play. I know he got suspended, but I don't know how long. Maybe it was a one game. It, it was um, a one game suspension, which I'd imagine yeah. that how these things always work is that they put him on a suspension and then there'll be a mystery injury or – it's kind of like Deshaun Watson's deal. Like, yeah. why the hell is Deshaun Watson not playing? Completely yeah. different circumstances. But Deshaun Watson's not hurt. He's a distraction. No. And, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out all the details in the background. That's exactly what should be happening here is, okay, yeah, you still got to pay the man. But at least he's not going to be a distraction to the rest of your franchise if you're paying him and he's not playing. So, it's what they should do. But... It's not going to happen. But Embiid, even today, he was like, what did he say? He <laughs> no. said, I don't care about – I." and I was trying to figure it out. If he said, I don't care about that man and then go into a different sentence, or I don't care about that man. Like, I don't care about... – and with Embiid, yeah, I don't know if he was saying, I don't care about that man and then continuing into his next sentence, or if he was saying, I don't care about that man as in, Ben Simmons, but the media did take it as I don't care about Ben Simmons. Uh, but then MB did say it's not my job to babysit, so there is that. Um, and so, yeah, it is quite the interesting dynamic there in Philadelphia because really nothing that crazy ever happened um, where Ben Simmons should be that upset. I mean, after the playoff loss, after like they exited, uh, <laughs> Right after the game, Embiid might have said something emotional where it was Ben's got to take that shot, which he was right. I mean, yep, he's, he's not wrong. I, so there was that, but that's really the only scenario um, where he could get upset. And I mean, like, I don't know why you'd get upset at that because it's literally the truth. And you just, who knows, honestly, because, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks to see, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, just a circus. And, I mean, when you have big personalities like Embiid and Simmons, what do you expect, right? Like, yeah. they're two alphas, even though I don't really view Simmons as an alpha. He thinks he is. Yeah. And so he's going to act like that. And here we are now – their button heads, you know, it's not even close to comparable, but you look at like the Shaq Kobe drama back yeah. in the day, you know, like they were, they were two just major alphas, which obviously they were legit, but yeah, they, they could not coexist for longer than they did. And those relationships have an expiration date and we've reached this relationship's expiration date. So yeah. See you, Ben Simmons. Get out of town. Don't care about you. Go work at freaking McDonald's, whatever, dude. Yeah. See you later. Go to Europe. Go to China. Go to Australia. But, yeah, got to move on. Got to move on from there. I mean, we just – it can't be happening in, in the NBA. Like, in any league, I mean, just can't have that sort of childish behavior. Um, like, I get holding out and stuff, but, yeah, just – just do your job. Like, come on. But, uh, yeah, so I'm guessing Ben Simmons 
not going to win MVP. Embiid might. But who do you think is going to take Jokic's throne? Or maybe Jokic go back-to-back. Apparently, no media outlet knows freaking Jokic won MVP, though, because uh, they never post him on anything. Um, but, yeah, who, who's your MVP for this upcoming year? The Jokic thing really is a joke, like how little media coverage he gets. And Denver's not like this out-of-the-blue team. Yeah. They've, they've been legit. And been they've had the media coverage. It's like, you know, get, give the man his respect. You know? Yeah. But that being said, Luka, the Slovenian assassin, Doncic, is going to be the one that wins the MVP. <clears throat> the Europeans are taking over the NBA. You know, you look at the past couple – NBA MVPs, European, right? It's going to continue. We're going to get the, we're going to get the three-peat of European MVPs with Luca this year. He's so dang good, like it's crazy. And I think the Mavericks are, are ready for a run. I I don't necessarily think that they're going to be a Finals caliber team, but Luca's going to will his way for them to make it, you know, at least to the conference finals is the way that I see things shaking up there. And if you can do that, you know, he, he's incredible. Like <clears throat> the dude is absolutely insane and he got paid. So now all he has to worry about is balling. And, yeah. You know, I, I see him completely going off. So my pick, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is awesome. Yeah. I, I, um, I used to say he was bad, and he wouldn't translate. And well, um, that that was the wrong thing to say. So I am I am I am manning up and saying I was wrong um, because yes, he was very good. We saw it in the Olympics. I know it's a different game. Um, it's much more offensive in NBA. So um, I agree. I do think this is Luca's Luca's award to win. Um, he is currently the favorite at all sports books. I think it's plus 360 or plus 380, which still good value. I mean, still good value. But, uh, yeah, I do think that is his award to win. Uh, as far as the Mavericks, I don't know. I, I thought they were going to be pretty solid last year. And at, in the playoffs, they were pretty good. Like, but, once again, KP, uh, he sucks. Porzingis, he's not good. He shows up once, once every ten games, um, so don't love it. But if Luca is able to will them like that far, he should win MVP. Because yeah. I mean, you got KP. Mm, I don't really know who else is on that team to be honest. Uh, KP and Luca and oh Boban. So Boban, I, mean, I was trying to Boban's think. awesome. Like, Boban should Bob win down. MVP. Yeah, but, <laughs> Boban's legit. I love Boban. A legit uh, assassin, Boban. He was in John Wick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's the best. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally agree with Luca. Um, as far as the finals, I don't see the Mavs getting there. I do see um, – I think the Lakers are going to be really good. Everybody's saying they're washed, you know, um, just with how old they are. But – it's year after year, Bron Bron's Bron Bron, and he keeps doing his thing. Uh, Anthony Davis is an old Russell Westbrook. I guess he's old and past his prime, but still has like 20, 20 games. Um, even if he does score 10 points, so what? Bron's gonna get 20, AD's gonna get 20, Melo might have 10, 15, whatever. They got Rondo. Um, so I do like the Lakers probably to go to the finals against probably the Nets, everybody what everybody was looking for last year. Um, it doesn't look so good for the Nets now, but I'm guessing they're going to get the whole Kyrie vaccine deal figured out, um, and then it will be Lakers-Nets. I would love to see the Nuggets there, but we're not going to have Jamal for some time, um, and so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully the Nuggets are there, but as far as the NBA Finals, I don't know if Luka can take the Mavs that far just because, I mean, you got you got Luka, KP, 
um, and then Boban, but that's really it. So going into the finals, I think we get the Lakers um, and the Nets, kind of the matchup everybody was hoping for last year. Um, Bron Bron, I mean, going deep into his career, but still hasn't shown slowing down other than when he's gotten hurt. Um, he's still really good at basketball. Um, and then you got AD. He can go 20 and 10 really whenever you need him. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I guess he's past his prime, but he's still putting up 2020 games. So, I mean, sure, past his prime. All right, whatever. Um, and so, and then Melo can get 10, 20 sometimes, maybe. Um, and then you got Rondo, Dwight, you got a good supporting cast. So I do think the Lakers are going to be good. They might struggle early, but um, yeah, I think the Lakers are going to be great. Would love to see the Nuggets come out of the West because windows kind of closing. Um, but I mean, we, we got to, they got to start without Jamal. Um, so that's kind of tough. But um, then in the East, we have the Nets, I do believe. I think they're going to figure out the Kyrie situation uh, with the vaccine. And, I, I mean, 82 games, I feel like they'll get it all figured out. KD, Harden, everybody going in. I think Nets, Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers roster is like the all-star roster from, what, like 2013, yeah. you know, like. Brian's like, you know, what if I got all my friends together from that all-star team or that all-star game, and what if we tried to run it back? And You know, there's a lot of egos on that team. A lot of egos, you know. There's there's not a lot of role players. There's a lot of dudes that want the ball and that have been the center of attention. So if they can put their egos aside, could could be interesting. That being said... It's one of those, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, it, it sounds good, looks good on paper, but are they going to be able to translate that to the basketball court, especially in the dog days of the season? Like, once you get late February, middle of March, when it's all these games that, in a sense, are kind of meaningless, like, are you going to still have the same buy-in? Are they still going to have that championship in mind? And... I don't know. I don't know if they can do it. Like, you got like Dwight Howard. You got Russell yeah. West. I mean, Melo. Like, there's a reason Melo hasn't won a championship. And it's, he's a super selfish player, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it might be a little bit different. It's like the Tampa deal um, in football uh, where when you go play with the King, you kind of understand, like, <laughs> you know whose team this is. Yeah. Like, this ain't your team anymore. This is Bron Brown's team. And, like, kind of going back to the Ben Simmons thing, like, I don't see, like, I know, like, Simmons and LeBron have had a good relationship from, like, media perspective. But I don't think there's any chance in hell that Bron would want Ben Simmons anywhere near his team right now. Um, Just because I don't think he could get it. Like, Russell, he does kind of have to be the guy, but also – Last year, he, he worked well with Brad Beal, um, where they kind of coexisted. Like, obviously, nobody really wants to play in Washington, but um, I've, I think at this point in Russ's career um, that he is kind of at that point where, hey, winning's most important. If I, don't, if I don't get my numbers every night, maybe that's okay. But, no, you are exactly right. There are a lot of egos out there with Rondo, Dwight, Braun, AD, Russ, Mellow, yeah, it, yeah. Yep, it'll be interesting. The NBA, uh, never a dull moment, always some sort of drama. Always, always. But from the East, who do you have? It's and hard, West, I guess, to pick against the Nets in the East. It's very, very difficult, too. Um, I mean, it's just so hard to pick against them. I mean, like, even with, without Kyrie, they're legit. Yeah. And I think Kyrie's eventually going to come around in some form or another. You know, it's always these sayings, oh, I'm holding up for my values. I'm holding out for my values. Well, your values don't pay the mortgage or they don't pay for the Ferrari. So 
if you want to get paid, you got to play. So if you got, you know, whatever vaccination, no vaccination, who gives a hoot? If you want to win a championship and you want to play, you know what you got to do. So we'll see. But even without them, I still like the Nets. Yeah. I mean, they're now like talking about washed up, like old guys, like LaMarcus Aldridge. He's still okay, but not great. Uh, then you got freaking uh, Blake Griffin, like who's dunking all over people now when he <laughs> couldn't jump in Detroit, just yeah. kind of wild. Um, and so like Patty Mills, like obviously not a superstar, but awesome player. Um, but yeah, they are solid too, even without Kyrie. Like Katie and James Harden, it's it it they're they're going to have a good chance without Kyrie, it, but I do think they get it figured out. But, yeah, I'm I'm not going to bet against them. Yeah. Especially at this point, like, when not knowing injuries or anything that are coming down the road. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm all in. Lakers, Nets, tomorrow, NBA Finals. Let's go. That's what we got. But we do have to go away from basketball because we can only handle so much. Um Football. Uh, Derrick Henry's a specimen. He's he's very large, very fast, and I'm pretty sure if I saw him in person, I would say, "What is that?" Because he's I don't even I don't think I can comprehend um, the alien structure of which he is because um, he's huge, fast. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if we had to pick one person to represent our Derek species Henry. in the Universe Olympics, you're going to choose Derrick Henry, yeah. right? I mean, it, the dude is a creature, and he's been a creature his entire life. Like, they keep they keep pulling up these old records of his, and he had, like, some just stupid amount of yards. I think he had 3,000 yards rushing one season in high school. He had, like, 500 and... 20 some yards rushing in a single game, which actually just got broke by somebody in the state of Florida, which they got dudes in the state of Florida. They do not stink at football in the state of Florida. They're legit. And he ain't playing no seven man football either. Like, nope. And 11 man big dog football. And I believe he has only one arm. The He's got one hand. That, one yep, hand. Exactly. I can't remember the name of what he's got, but he, he does have one hand. So, you know, some people would say ball security. This guy says, no, I'm holding on to it. It don't matter. And I'm breaking Derrick Henry's record ever heard of. Him. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, no, it's, it's, he's insane. And, you know, the Titans, that entire game, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like how much luckier could the Titans get? And I was trying to find a reason to bet the bills live, like, if they ever dipped down below like minus two and a half, I was really trying to find a reason to do it, but the Titans just kept getting lucky with like that Julio catch off the helmet of, was that jump rabbit Jackson or no, he, Jack rabbit, whoever he plays for the Titans, I think. But um, that like stuff, stuff like that, where they're just getting so lucky and it's the old thing. You'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah. And the Titans were exactly in that saying last night where it's hard to bet against a team that keeps getting those lucky breaks up until the final two plays, Josh Allen goes airborne, which that was actually a pretty cool screen Mm -hmm. that ESPN pulled up with the line on the uh, first down marker. Like, I don't know if you saw it. They, they had like their first down marker and then they drew a bright orange line on the screen as the first down plane. And Mm -hmm when Josh Allen jumped, like you saw the ball never crossed the plane, never came close. So even though from the side angle, it looked like he totally got the first down, then his legs slip out from underneath him. Like it, it was just a crazy, crazy sequence of events. So um, this another, again, mark that down for another good primetime game. It's something yeah. in the water with the NFL where, and it's not something in the water. It's it's Roger Goodell is is who it is that they keep wanting to have these great games. Like 
look at the Steelers and Seahawks. That game should have never gone to overtime. Like, the Steelers were absolutely taking care of business in the first half, and then they completely blew that thing until overtime, essentially. And then who was the Thursday game last week? It was it was Buccaneers and Eagles, and the same thing with that one. It, it should have never came down to the end. And right. sure enough, it comes down to the end. So, I don't know. The script of the NFL is getting kind of murky here. And then, yeah, you get all the a lot of folks uh, saying, oh, the NFL's rigged. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, come on. Like, they're still playing. Um, and But, yeah, I mean, a lot of close games. And the Titans are a weird team to figure out. Like, yeah. They have so many offensive weapons. Like, they can go. They lost to the Jets. They beat the Bills. They got smoked by the Cardinals. And so, it's like, who is this team? Like, Yeah, usually that means those teams are not good. Usually, it's it's usually a, hey, like, we can pull it out sometimes, but most of the time we're going to blow it. However, they are also in that division with the Texans, with the Colts, with mm-hmm. the Jags. So they're going to win their division. Yeah. And like last night, they started the game with the football. They went three and out, I think, on two or three drives in a row. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like, I'm so glad I picked the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. To cover plus five and a half, which was a, a lot of points at that point in time, and then they proceeded to score on the final six drives of the game in some fashion or another with a field goal or with a touchdown. So, points. you know, it, it it is it's NFL, man. At any given Sunday, anybody can lose. You know, that's right. That's right. And luckily, with the the points being scored and Tennessee playing decent in the primetime game uh, put us over to what we what we lose four games all weekend four we lost four out of 12 and uh, yeah we went eight of 12 on the weekend so that's pretty good eight and four not too bad um, but yeah it pushed us over again um, and so yeah had a good one you brought it up Steelers they stink Seahawks they stink. Um, apparently Cam Newton's talking to the Seahawks as well. So maybe that's a thing. Um, and then a lot of blowouts on Sunday. Uh, what, what was that about? Uh, it's one of those things in the NFL schedule where like last week we had an awesome slate of games, a lot of them coming down to the wire this week. It humbles us. It says, Hey, don't get too used to it being great games every weekend because that's just not how it is. And I think that that's good to keep keep in mind is that not every weekend is going to be a great weekend. That being said, it's just setting us up for this, this upcoming weekend to be even better. So, um, and I think too, you know, you're kind of coming to the, you know, we're, we're moving into week seven, which is crazy to say week seven. Yeah. And, now okay, we get an extra week. We get one more extra week. Yeah, one more week. week. We get one more. Yep, just just so we're clear, we get one more week. But you're starting to see the pretenders, the Broncos, Broncos. right? And you're starting to see the contenders. And they stink. What's going on? What the hell is that? Like, I know I mean, they played terrible teams in the beginning, but also like, I thought we had like good defense, and they can't stop anybody. I, I think there's a combination of things. I think first is we're drafting good players and then we're not developing them. So you're seeing these nut cutter games where they're not being, our players do not know how to respond because they haven't been, this is a whole new generation of players. I think, I think Vaughn might be the only one from the Super Bowl team. Maybe him and McManus. Yeah. Right. I'd have to double check that, but you're talking about this whole generation of of players that they weren't developed by the old regime. They weren't with Peyton. They, they don't know how to win. All they've known is sub 500 with the Broncos. And so now you're seeing that. And I think too, 
we've been able to blame our woes on the quarterback. Well, now the quarterback's not the problem, right? It's, it's the coaching, it's the front office, and it's our development of our players. And you see that when we play average teams. Because the first three teams we played were shitty. And now here we are, three and three, lost three straight. And we played the Brands on Thursday. Yeah. Which I hate to say it, but I do actually like the Broncos plus three. I am with you. Something, something about it there. Like, and no, I don't think. I think I got. We got the update that Chubb won't be in, um, as well as Hunt. Baker's hurt, um, and so I'm with you on that one. I do like the Broncos' chances plus three. It is, it is a primetime game. It feels like a weird one, like all this stuff's going on to Cleveland. So with that being said, Cleveland could absolutely come out and just freaking dog walk and boat race <laughs> yeah. the fucking Broncos. But, like, yeah, it is a weird situation where I do think, like, coming off back-to-back losses off a good team in the Ravens and then a not great team in the Raiders and then – just for some reason, it feels like the Broncos are going to show up this week um, on Thursday and simplify the game plan, get after it. I'm with you. I'm well, with you wait, in the Broncos. I mean, Broncos have just about everybody healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's healthy. And with the the Browns, you're talking primetime games, dogs in primetime, man. Yeah. I also like the under. Because I do think the Browns' defense is better than they let off, and I also think yes. the Broncos' offense is inept. Um, yes. Combined with the Broncos' defense being solid and the Browns' offense having all their dudes out, like it, I could see very well see this three zero game. Three zero would be tight. <laughs> I could see it being seventeen fourteen. You know, like fourteen ten. I see it being a lot of field goals, a lot of missed field goals. Um, so, you know, I like Broncos plus three, baby. Come on. Denver needs, needs one of these wins. It gets real slippery. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I do agree with, with the Broncos on that one. And then the under, um, because yeah, both defense is pretty all right. Um, and then the, uh, the Broncos, I, feel like you're going to keep it close for whatever reason. This is a, isn't even fanhood talk. Like, they stink. But for whatever reason, I do think they're they're going to keep it within three. Uh, so maybe even by a half point if you have to, to get it three and a half to play for a win and not a push. But, yeah, I'm, I'm – this is preliminary talk, so um, be sure to check the socials before on Thursday. But, yeah, I mean, we kind of brought it up. The Ravens. They're good. Lamar's good. I'm not accepting any slander anymore on Lamar Jackson. He's uh, he's really good at football, especially after the 400-yard week. Um, and then this week, um, yeah, Lamar seems to be really good at the old football. Yeah, he um, doesn't stink. And I think we all – thought that the AFC West was a lot better than it's not. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not good. And you're talking the AFC North. They're legit, right? Like, yeah. they just it is what it is. Like, and you start to see that as the season unfolds of okay, like, who's, who's the stronger division? Who's been prepping? And, you know, like, the AFC West, we haven't had a good division because it's been the Chiefs, and now the Chiefs are down, and the rest of the division is still down. And then you go play the Ravens, who have been up, and they just continue time after time again to prove themselves. Like, you know, I, I try to I try to think of it like, all right, who's, who's going to have a letdown week? I see the Packers having a letdown week. They almost did against the Bengals a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they played the Bears, and, man, Aaron Rodgers, she's – yeah, what? What? How do you feel about that quote? I I personally loved it, um, where he just said, "I blacked out and saw some lady giving me the double bird, um, and, and yelling, I fucking owned you my whole life. I still own you.'" 
I thought it was awesome. I thought it was incredible. But how how did you feel about it? I I can't stand Bears fans, so <laughs> I absolutely love it. And for Rodgers, it has been an emotional couple of years because he's taken so much scrutiny, and you know he's such a bad guy, and all this crap in the media. It's like, okay, finally. You know, he rips off a run against the Bears at Chicago, and I I loved it too. I, I don't mind it one bit because I do like Rodgers, and I don't like the Bears because I, I think they're just such a sorry-ass organization. They, they remind me a lot of the Cowboys in the sense that it's like we have so much pride in our team and all this. like, what have you done this century? Yeah, you played against the Colts in the Super Bowl, Against Peyton Manning, that was because your defense. It wasn't because of Rex. Grossman. And Devin Hester, hey, whoa, don't don't yeah, well, Devin Hester, Hester too. That was a that was about defense it. and special teams. Defense and special yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So other than that, they haven't done squat like yeah, you know, double doink. Yeah, okay. What we woulda coulda shoulda, you know, get out of here, Bears fans. I I can't stand them, but I I like I like what Rodgers has going on. I like what Lamar has going on. There's some really Really good quarterback play going on. You know, you talk about like Josh Allen last night. I didn't think that he played a necessarily great game. Missed quite a few people wide open in the end zone. So, including Emmanuel Sanders, who I had a touchdown prop bet on. So, that was annoying. Oof. But, um, hey, you know. It is what it is sometimes, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was awesome. He has – own them. So, um, yeah, I, I did like very much what uh, Aaron Rodgers had to do there. Um, and then also, uh, still in that same division, I mean, are the Lions ever going to get a win? Like, it seems like MCDC will, like, uh, I believe in these guys, you know, and then they'll cry on the podium saying how much it mean. And it feels like that week. Every time everybody's like, yeah, this is the week they're going to cover. They they just lay an egg <laughs> and lose. And so, like, I know we had them, but, like, it just – that's how it feels. So, I don't know if the Lions are ever going to win. Last time they were 0-6, they went 0-16. So, maybe 0-17 this year. Well, it doesn't get easier because they are at the Rams this week. Oh, that'll be good. However, 15 and a half points – Jeez. Currently, I don't know. That's a lot of points. That being said, the Lions stink. I was trying to look up their schedule. Um, Let's take a look. Who do they got down the stretch? Well, they're not going to win this one. So, they're going to be 0-7. Oh I don't even – yeah, I don't even know if I'm comfortable taking that spread. Like, on, yeah. on the Lions' side, like, I would take the Rams minus 15. This is not an official pick. Disclaimer. I would take the Rams minus 15 because there's no way I can really live with taking the Lions again, especially at plus 15. And they lose by 21. Um, You're just going to hate yourself the rest of the Sunday. And this is an 11 o'clock game. You can't hate yourself. Oh, it's a 2 o'clock game. Afternoon game. Afternoon game. So you can hate yourself most of the day. Maybe maybe that brings it up a little bit to where you might want to bet on the Lions. But I still would not. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, Not going to bet it. I mean, they, they play the Eagles next the, the next week, and that might be their one chance. Saying there's a chance, and it's at home. Yeah, so other than that, I don't know. Um, They'll probably beat the Broncos. Move the team. Move the team out of Detroit. Those fans don't deserve a football team. They get them out. Move them. Get them. <laughs> Move them across the pond. Speaking of across the pond, the Jags, they got to win. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was a bad football game. I mean, it was ugly. the kick, nobody, the first kick that was made, nobody thought it was going in. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Harlan. He didn't think it was going in off the foot. And he's like, oh, oh wait, yeah. And it made it, and then that was awesome. And then uh, kicker showed up again and made another one. So, yeah, I guess I that mean, guy was good. 
for them was a software engineer a couple months ago <laughs> and he was sending his tape out to NFL teams and finally the the Jags bit and here he is you know kicking game winners in London of all places who would have thought but yeah like I mean maybe we should do a a turd bowl against the Jaguars and the I don't know the Dolphins aren't exactly like lighting it up either, man. Like you got beat by the Jags. Maybe we need to see Dolphins versus uh, Lions, which that ain't happening. And, and Dolphins, excuse me, Jaguars very well could. I don't know. They do play the Jets uh, the day after Christmas at New York, so Jeez. that could be a game for uh, the the number two pick in the draft because I think the Lions are going to lock that one up. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting. The NFL, just when you think the playing field gets a little bit level, because, like, you know, you had the Dolphins beat the Patriots week one. Like, holy shit, here we go. We're ready to roll. Yep. You're still going to have two just garbage teams, and that is yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Lions, and, you know, third one definitely in contention there is the Dolphins. So Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. And, you, yeah, you bring up the Patriots, which – that game with the Cowboys was awesome. Um, I I love Trevin Trayvon. I think it's Trevin Diggs, but um, he's incredible. And I know he gives up so many yards. Yeah, he gave up a big touchdown. But he takes away the ball. Like, if you can take away a possession, give yours an extra one in positive field or score a touchdown, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I think he's I think he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's very good at football again, very good football family. Yeah. The Diggs squad. Yeah. Uh, he does have the same amount of touchdowns as his brother, Stefan. Um pretty which, good. You know, when you play on defense, that is impressive. But even then, like if you had to pick a defensive player of the year, I don't really know. Like, he's had a great season, but is it sustainable now people are going to stop attacking him and that's that's tough to continue to have this caliber of a season whereas tj watt with the pittsburgh steelers like he just makes shit happen and he can because he's always around the ball Mm -hmm. so you know when you talk about like oh you know make Diggs the defensive player of the year yeah he is for the first six weeks but Now people are going to stop attacking him, and you know I think he'll get a couple more interceptions. But you're going to start to see his production go way down because they're just not going to attack him. And you know that's very uh, humbling as a defensive back in the NFL because you want to talk your shit. Well, it's hard to talk your shit if you're not getting targets. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year um, because yeah, it's not sustainable. And TJ is more of a I feel like game wrecker. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he. I still think he's awesome. Um, just very good at the football. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. That's that would be a tough feat. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, Saban moving him to DB, looking like that was a good choice. Yeah, you know, Saban, pretty good football coach, and also so. Defensive Player of the Year standings right now. We've got. Um, Miles Garrett plus three fifty. I had no He's idea awesome Miles Garrett was even towards the top. He's um, very good. Of course he's good, but I didn't think he'd be number one. Like he didn't do jack shit in the Chargers game. Like where you at there, Miles? And where where was he in the in the Cards game? You know, like all right, T.J. Watt. He literally won the Steelers the game, and then Trevon Diggs. Like he's very good. The the Cowboys offense is electric. So. You know, I understand those three. And then, you know, you have the other guys, Aaron Donald, Bosa, Ramsey. So, um, I don't know, TJ Watt plus 500 right now, pretty good odds. Not bad. Not bad at all. Miles Garrett has eight sacks. I'm guessing that's got to do something with it. Yeah, yeah. eight sacks. Um, Let's see. Uh, He's got a – oh, no, he's got a pass deflected, no fumbles. So, yeah, I mean – Eight sacks, I guess. Um, but Nick Saban, good coach. Alabama moving forward back in the top four. Real shocker after they came back 
after their loss and won once again. They do Alabama things. That's pretty good. That's college football. Alabama's going to win. Now, number two, Iowa. That was tough. I have said it before on the show. I was full Iowa bandwagon. I was go Hawks, go baby. Hawks are dead. I'm the biggest bandwagon college football fan there is. I will say it. I went to CSU. What do you want me to do? Root for the Rams? They're not going to be playing in the college football playoff, so I can't do that. So, go Dogs! <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm, I'm all aboard the Dogs bandwagon. Uh, their, their defense, incredible. Better than Alabama's, uh, better than Alabama's offense. So, dogs winning it all. It's I'm I'm on the dogs bandwagon now. Yeah, yeah. I mean the you can't root for Alabama. We grew up just we were too old to like Alabama. Right, we weren't young enough to hop on that bandwagon. Not gonna do it. The Patriots. We got a bunch of Patriots and Alabama fans out there where all they've known is success. And we have, we are the generation of anti-Bama, anti-Patriots, right? And that's exactly where we are. So if it's the dogs that we got to hop on the bagwagon for, it's the dogs. Because frankly, well, I don't see anybody else beating Bama. Like Cincinnati. It, it doesn't matter who Cincinnati plays. I am hammering that team money line in the college <laughs> football playoff because Cincinnati is going to get absolutely smoked, destroyed. Yeah. Ain't Shit. that the beauty of it, though? That's the beauty. You got to play the game, you know? That's yeah. why we play the game. That's why we so, play the game. But, but more importantly, we get to see the difference in why they don't allow them in. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I think it would be cool to see Cincinnati in there. Um, like you've said before, they don't really play anybody. But, I mean, if they just went out, it's the same thing Oklahoma's doing. Like, yeah. I, it's the Big 12, I understand. They're not as bad of teams, whatever, but they're not really playing anybody, and Oklahoma, quite frankly, doesn't deserve to be there. Um, so I will accept Ohio State being in it over Oklahoma. Don't take Cincinnati out, though, because I think the best uh, it's going to be tough. Scenario, but... I think the best-case scenario, though, for college football fans – is we can't let Cincy into this college football playoff. And the reason is because we want to go to eight teams. That's true. We do want to go to eight. They make it in and get smoked. It will just be further evidence of why we cannot have eight teams because the other teams cannot stack up against the top tier. How about this? This is what we do. I will make an exception. Oklahoma may be allowed in the college football playoff. They will have to be allowed, though. If Cincy's two, they will have to be three. They have to, Oklahoma and Cincinnati have to play. Because if that's the matchup, I could see Cincinnati keeping that one close. I mean, they did yeah. only lose to Georgia last year by a field goal. It wasn't as good as a Georgia team. But um, if go. Cincinnati – Just move Cincy to one. Yeah, move Cincy up to one. They're the best four. There you go. Well, there you go. And the, Georgia, Bama play? I'm sure. Yeah, they're going to yeah. play back-to-back. They'll play in the SEC championship, and they'll play in the yeah. whatever the hell bowl it is, the Cotton Bowl or whatever the whatever yeah. they're calling it this year. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. But, you know, best-case scenario is that What's going to happen is since he's going to start to slowly get edged out as the Ohio States, mm-hmm. as these other teams start beating big time ranked opponents. And since he's going to end up at five, everybody's going to cry about it. And then we're going to have our 18 playoff. I will. I'll be, I'll be crying there as well. I'll be crying there as well. But yeah, I mean, nobody else is going to make it from like a big conference, like pack. Oregon's not going to make it. Like, they're not. And, I mean, yeah, it's sad. But we got to experience our first Pac-12 game. That was pretty cool for Utah game. So that was fun. Came back from 14 down. 
in the house. We were there. I text people, said hammer Utah money line, had a tribute going into the fourth quarter, tie game. I said, yes, hammer Utah money line. No way they lose this game. And Thick Boy 7, Cam Rising, took them took them to the promised land. They won. So that was that was that was exciting. That was our weekend. Yeah, it was great to be there. Um, nice to be in an electric college football atmosphere. Um, that being said, they did not serve alcohol at the game. So that was tough. That was tough. But if you like hot chocolate, then great place to be. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very cool atmosphere. Um, ASU is not a bad team, but man, they were not ready to go into Utah and play four quarters in that place. about Utah, ASU. We said it in an early episode when they went down to Provo. We said, "Hey, they are not ready for this culture shock." I guess it stayed with them coming in, coming into Salt Lake City. So that was tough for for them boys. But uh, yeah, Utah, Utah looked good and. Other electric atmospheres, I know it's not a home game, but electric team, the Shots play tomorrow night, Wednesday, whenever you're listening to this, against App State, four-and-a-half-point spread. Sounding like a trap to me, but who do you got? Hammer the Shots. Shots. Hammer the Shots. Four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half, ten-and-a-half, don't matter. Take the shots. They're going to be good to go. App State doesn't know what they're doing. That App State's always a team. They play really well at the beginning of the season, and then they start to slip off mm-hmm. into like a 500 team. App State's 4-2 and two right now, so here we go. Could could be happening for App State. They're, they're slipping, so definitely taking um, Coastal Carolina – Minus four and a half. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Maybe maybe look at the over as well. But just a general reminder, all picks are not final until they are posted on the pick, on the pod. So, um, yeah, so that's just the gentle reminder of check the socials um, because that is where final picks are posted. But until this weekend's episode, we got you covered. We've got you covered. Have a great week.